0: It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point
1: on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess toy truck. Here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com for a dealer near you. P-S-E-N-G. We make things work for you. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Visit MBUSA.com today. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fegels, Paul Dottino with you as we are recapping a heartbreaking loss for the Giants as they fall to the Eagles 22-21 22-21 in Philly at Lincoln Financial Field. The Giants now have lost eight straight to the Eagles. They've lost seven in a row in Philadelphia. To take it a step further, they have now lost 12 of their last 13, 21 of their last 25 against the Eagles. It has certainly been the Achilles' heel for the Giants. As the Giants now fall to 1-6 overall, the Eagles improved to 2-4-1 and one, and are currently in first place in the NFC East, and certainly a lot to unravel over the course of Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Jeff, every time I start the postgame show, unfortunately, it has been a trend, and I constantly have said the following. I've said the Giants don't get a lot of penalties, but the timing of the penalties is the worst possible time. Today, you can argue the volume was there. They had nine penalties, and then on top of that, six coming on the defensive side of the ball, two each on each of the final Eagles scoring drives. But probably you can argue, before we get into that, Jeff, Evan Ingram on a third and six, yeah. Daniel Jones down the left sideline right off of his hands. Game probably over at that point.
2: Yes, the game is by far over. If he makes that catch, uh, the Giants go on to win this game. and um you know really when and then now you go to the penalties so they didn't make that catch and now the defense is put back on the field put in a situation where they're going to have to defend the lead they go out there and the penalties just start to break your back and you know you mentioned how many there were there was a third and goal there was a holding on Logan Ryan penalty that extended the drive so uh yeah Lance you cannot continue to do this um, you got to understand the situations that you're in. Um, sometimes, you know, you have to make a penalty because it's just there's either going to be, you know, the guy's going to catch a touchdown or something, but uh, they, they just pile on continuously. You're not, you're not going to be able to win games like that um, if you're just going to commit penalties in these types of situations.
1: The Eagles put together two scoring drives, four plays, 78 yards. That took a minute 39. That was a Carson Wentz touchdown pass to Greg Ward. And then six plays, 71 yards, a buck 22. They were backed up, as Jeff just referred. Yet Carson Wentz hits Boston Scott on a wheel route up the right sideline for 18 yards. And, Paul, this is another hard-fought game in which the Giants built an 11-point lead and then all of a sudden the Eagles score 11 unanswered points to finish it up, and just another one of those games where you point to self-inflicted wounds by the Giants as to why they fell on the losing end here.
0: You know what, Lance? I, I, the hex that the, the Eagles have over the Giants, I, I've said this so many times, I said it on WFN the other day, it's like there's some kind of black magic that was is just – it occurs in this series, and I don't know how else to explain it because I've seen the Giants over the course of the last dozen years lose games more ways to the Eagles than I thought were possible. In fact, to be honest, I don't think the forefathers who invented pro football could figure out enough of ways to lose to one team, and that's what's happened here. And anybody who honestly thought that that lead was safe – with with five minutes to go or whatever it was, six minutes to go. I mean, I, I don't know how you could think that because this is what happens when the Giants play this team. Things always go wrong. They will make mistakes. There will be penalties. There will be a great play or a throw or a catch, uh, something done by the Eagles that will come out of nowhere. And, you know, Jones makes the great throw to Ingram, which should clinch the game. Wentz makes the great throw to Scott. Scott makes the play. Ingram doesn't make the play. You can talk all you want about your penalties, Lance. That's the game right there. Their guy makes the play for the quarterback. Ingram doesn't make the play for the quarterback. That's the game.
1: And it adds up to a 22-21 victory for the Eagles. It was 21-10 with 6.18 to go in the fourth, and the Eagles stormed back. It actually brings back memories as Paul was going down memory lane to the game last year in Philadelphia when the Giants built that early first-half lead, and then the Eagles came storming back, ultimately won in overtime as Carson Wentz connected with Zach Ertz. He, of course, was not available tonight due to injury. Well, we have plenty more to cover. We'll get to the ins and outs of all that transpired in the fourth quarter. We'll also get to your phone calls at 877 6666. A reminder, Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by the New York Lottery is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com every weekday from 12 to 1. All part of the Giants Podcast Network presented by Investors Bank. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. Giants fall to the Eagles 22-21 in Philly. They're now 1-6 on the season. We'll be back right after this.
0: Jones takes the snap. He looks right. He
3: throws right. End zone. Touchdown Giants. Sterling Shepard. And the Giants cap off a 97-yard drive. And now lead it 20 to 10 with the extra point pending. 6.17 to go, second touchdown pass of the game for Jones.
1: And that was the Pepsi play of the game, brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. It capped, as Bob alluded to, a 15-play, 97-yard drive. It took 7.50 off the clock. And you figured at that point, hey, maybe this is an early exclamation point. The Eagles respond with a quick drive, and the Giants get it back. And then third and six, Daniel Jones to Evan Ingram. Off Evan Ingram's hands, the Eagles get the ball back. They capitalize with the touchdown pass to Boston Scott. And that is all she wrote, as unfortunately the Giants fell to the Eagles 22-21 in Philly. So now the Eagles improving to 6-0 under Doug Peterson in Thursday night games, including 3-0 against the Giants. They beat them in a Thursday game in 2016, 2018, and now here in two thousand twenty. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty-six is the telephone number. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, Paul Detino, with you. Let's open up the lines and we check in with Dwight in Ellenwood, Georgia. Dwight, welcome aboard. What do you got for us? Lance, this
4: is very painful. This proves that you gotta play sixty minutes of football with no mistakes if you can. That ball to Evan Ingram, he needs to sleep with the ball tonight because that was that was it right there. He catches the ball, this game is over. Then we get these mistakes, and it, you can't play fifty-three minutes. You got to play sixty minutes of football. That was one of the pain. That's a painful loss. A game that the Giants should have had, and they didn't.
1: Yeah, it's another heartbreaking loss. There's no doubt about it, Dwight, and appreciate the phone call. And it's a combination, guys, of a variety of factors that we hit on. Now, Paul, you had mentioned that it really came down to the Scott catch versus the Evan Ingram catch, but I don't think we can dismiss the penalties because the penalties also helped the Eagles move down the field with very limited time. So, you know, it really was a combination of multiple factors here that contributed to this loss.
0: Well, I look at the Hightower 59-yard catch earlier that actually put the Eagles in position to get the touchdown that got them close with about four and a half minutes to go, too. I'm looking there at receivers who are making plays for their quarterback and guys who did not make plays for Daniel Jones. I, I still look at those things because the penalties don't become an issue if your guy just makes the play. It's just that simple, Lance. I get it. It it all wraps up into one. It's a meatloaf. It's a cornucopia of things that happened. And that's, again, that's what you have to look at here. Because what happens is everything is tied together like a spider web. That's the way this game is. How many times have we talked about this? Nothing is done in a bubble. Everything is a spider web. And once the avalanche starts falling down the hill, the snow
1: collapses and caves everybody in. Well because speaking of that spider web it's second and 10 at the Philadelphia 22 and this is on the touchdown drive that the Eagles made it a 21-16 game Carson Wentz is sacked By B.J. Hill, and that is wiped out because Ryan Lewis has called for an illegal contact. So all of a sudden, second and ten from the Philadelphia 22 becomes first and ten, Jeff. And now the Eagles, while they still have to continue to move the football, you still now give them a free extra set of downs instead of what could have been a third and way long and maybe force them to punt after that.
2: Yeah, and this is, again, it's, it's just the occurrence of these penalties at these times where they're just so brutal. And and we've talked about this Giants team about being uh, how good they are or how not good they are. They're, they're not good enough in this situation to overcome these types of mistakes, and I don't care. All the games we look at, it, we can go all through all of them, and there are certain situations where these type, they just keep rearing their ugly head. You know, listen, the Giants, when they came out on that drive to go up 21-10, that was probably their most impressive drive of the season to go – easily. Fix- Absolutely, to go 97 yards, okay, and take almost eight minutes off the clock. You have 21-10 to 10 down with only 16-17 left in the game, and then all of a sudden you have all this stuff happens. And why does it happen? Uh, listen, drop balls by Evan Ingram. Guys, we can talk about like the penalties, like you said, but, and Lance, I I agree with you and, you know, but the fact is, is that this game, if you learn to make plays and you, you understand that that is a perfectly thrown pass by your quarterback. And by the way, Paul is trying to mention the fact that these, these are players on the other team that are making plays for their quarterback. Evan Ingram has got to make that play to win the game for his team on the road in the division. Okay. The game is over at that point. And then we can now it's not over. So now the team, the defense is going to go back on the field again, who, by the way, have been on the field most of the time this this year. I mean, excuse me, this game, they are tired and then they go out and what happens? They're undisciplined when guys get tired, they get undisciplined. And that's where these penalties come from. I mean, that's how you
0: look at the Hightower catch, right? Fifty nine yards. Here's the problem. We haven't heard
2: from him all the game. You,
0: You right. And you what you want the Eagles to do with six minutes to go is, hey, you know what? You could take as much time as you want. Sure. You want to go on a 12-play, 80-yard drive? That's fine. Take five, six, eight minutes off the clock. We don't care. That's the point. But you give them 60 yards in one chunk, it takes them eight seconds to go 60 yards?
2: Lance, those are the plays that lose the well, game, even more than the penalties. And, you know, Lance, I know you'll, you'll agree with me here. When we look back in the lens and we look back at, the, at this whole football game, from the start to finish, this game was made up offensively for this for the Philadelphia Eagles. Today was by chunk plays. Go back and look at all the plays that were over ten yards in this game for the for the Eagles. That's it. It's going to make you sick. And I tell you, and in the first half alone, I think there was eight of them. So those chunk plays. What are they, Paul? They're coverages where the Giants are sitting back, letting everybody have things underneath, and then when Carson Wentz makes a play, there's one over the top, he throws it, and there it is. So you got to be able to control how many these big chunk plays, and they had plenty of them today.
0: In the fourth quarter, they had three chunk plays of more than 15 yards. They had two of 30 or more. I mean, you know, you just you can't let that happen. That Those plays – those plays, see, penalties are penalties. They're going to happen. All right? I agree with you, Lance. They're painful. They happen at the wrong time. They're bad. I don't mean to dismiss what you're saying. But what we have here is a combination of the Eagles not only making use of those penalties, but then going above the X's and the O's and making plays for their quarterback. And, see, that's what gets me kind of ticked off when I take the coach's mentality because I like to, to, to use a coach's mentality when I talk about these things and my coach's mentality says my god we're, our guys are getting paid too make some plays for your quarterback
1: it's just that the penalties gave, obviously, the Eagles second chance opportunities, to mm-hmm. use a basketball analogy. And, and the then Giants, they went and took advantage exactly, of it. Exactly. They took advantage of it. But there's only so many gifts that you want to give the opposition, especially when your defense, to Jeff's point, was on the field for well over 32 minutes in this game because that's what the Eagles finished up with. Now, granted, the time of possession is not a huge disparity in the box score, but for the majority of the game, it was. And we'll get more into that in a second here. But right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network.
0: Reportedly, Seahawks interested in Antonio Brown and the Ravens in Des Bryant. John Jastrzemski after Giants postgame at WFAN, WFAN WFAN-FM, New York.
1: For more game analysis, check out Giants Rewind each week for a breakdown of the X's and O's with analysis from one of our Giants legends, all part of the Giants podcast network presented by Investors Bank, available on your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Red zone opportunities. Eagles had a lot of them. Giants took advantage, but ultimately it wasn't much of a difference maker as the Eagles were able to knock off the Giants 22 to 21. We'll get into that as we move forward here on Mercedes-Benz Giants. Giants Extra Point, plus a little bit later on we'll hear from head coach Joe Judge. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fegels, Paul Dottino with you as the Giants fall to the Eagles 22-21. It's now time for Joe Judge's press conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Visit MBUSA.com today. Here is the head coach of the Giants speaking to the media. Uh,
5: they're all in, coaching. Okay.
6: This meeting is being recorded. All right, guys, recorded.
5: appreciate your patience. Um, look, we came down here. We knew it was going to be a 60-minute game. You know, every time the uh, Eagles and Giants play, it's always comes down to last drive. That's kind of regardless of, you know, who's here, players, coach, whatever it is, just a rivalry it's going to go that way. So we expect this to be a tough game, a physical game, a 60-minute game. That's exactly what we got. I thought our players played hard. I thought we showed a lot of flashes throughout the game of ways we want to play the game. And there's some things we did that held us back, ultimately, to me. Turnovers and penalties are things we have to eliminate, things we have to improve on down the second half of the season. And these are things that held us back tonight, but we got to give credit where credit's due. And they made plays down the stretch and we got to make more plays ourselves. So that being said, I'll open up to any questions. Jordan, Rana,
7: Joe, yes. uh, Joe, that was Hey, how you doing? What do you, what do you say that obviously the play late in the game was huge to Evan Ingram? What do you, what do you say to him after a game like this?
5: I thought he made a lot of plays to keep us in the game, bring us back when we were down and struggling offense. So, and had a lot of production for us tonight, we keep on playing with him. He's a guy that we have to keep involved in our offense. We have to keep getting targets like we did tonight. He's definitely a guy that helped us. Um, you know, we'll look at the tape and obviously we'll make any corrections possible, but you know, we've got to all do a better job, coaching, playing, we gotta make more plays. We have to make sure we keep putting him in a position to be successful.
7: What did you see on that play though?
5: On that specific play? Yeah saw an incomplete pass. So I have to look at the tape see if there's something technique-wise we can correct and clean up.
8: Appreciate Bruce, it. Bruce Beck NBC.
9: Joe, you did enough to win in this ball game. You played hard, so what about the frustration level for you and for your team to to be there and just not come away with the win?
5: Yeah, the focus isn't on frustration. The focus is on correcting mistakes and moving forward. And that's really where we have to steer it as a team. We've played enough ball at this point. We should know what we have as a team. We should understand how we have to play as a team. We know we have to be a team that's got to grind out wins. We have to do things just a little bit tougher, and that's all right. We're okay with doing it that way. We put ourselves in position a lot of games now. We've got to control the things we can control, and that comes down to the penalties and the turnovers, and we have to do a better job of that as a team to make sure that we give ourselves the opportunities to capitalize on the work we're putting in.
8: Zach Rosenblatt, NJ.com. Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe you guys obviously you know you had a lead late in the game you're one and six now i guess what, what would be your message be to fans who are kind of you know disturbed by the way the season is going now
5: no excuses we're working hard we're trying to put a product on the field that you can be proud of we understand that you work hard as well there's no excuses from us we have to improve to be better for you guys Thanks,
3: Bar schwartz new york
5: post yes hey joe um
3: your defense did so many good things in the second half but Do you think there was um, somewhat of a lack of composure down the stretch on those last drives? There were penalties, a bunch of penalties uh, by guys maybe you don't expect and uh, losing sight of the ball at times. Just, I mean, your defense
5: had a chance to wrap this game up twice. I thought the defense overall played well, but as a team, we have to finish this. And that ties into finishing drives on both sides of the ball and executing the kicking game. You know, there's things we didn't do well enough down the stretch, Paul, that put us in a position that gave them the opportunity. They capitalized on the opportunity they had. So obviously there's some things I gotta look at on the tape and, and make sure that I, you know, make the right assessment before going and saying something. Um, but look, that being said, we've got to eliminate some of the things that held us back. And that's you know, those penalties down the stretch, you know, definitely hurt us. Matt Lombardo, fan sided. Hey Joe, uh, just to kind of follow up on that, how much of what happened on that last drive? Say it one more time, Matt. I lost you. You so said that last drive and kind of cut out. Hey Matt, you were breaking up. Can you repeat your
8: question? We'll try to come back to Matt. Sure.
3: Tom Rock. Newsday. Joe, you had uh, penalties by Bradbury, uh, Logan Ryan, Jabril Peppers was on the last coverage. Evan Ingram had to drop. Those are all the guys you, you count on in big spots to make plays. What, is it, what does it do to this team when, when those are the guys that you want to hit the hit the breaks and, and stop that skid late in the game when, when they're unable to do it and they kind of lead into it
5: yeah we count on every player on our roster to help us win the game i understand what you're saying there tom but look my message as a team is it takes every single one of us every coach and every player to be successful so you know we can't all have one off you know i can't make a bad call a player can't say my bad it, that adds up throughout the course of the game so we, we just can't do that right there we've got to coach better we have to play better and we got to finish the game out when we have, we have an opportunity
3: in a situation like that though when things are, are going south late in the game You you must look to somebody to to make a play to stop it, right?
5: There's no one person that's going to stop, you know, the other team. It's it's 11 on 11. So, you know, everyone's got to make plays. Everyone has to do their job and make sure they execute.
3: Matt Lombardo. Hey, uh, Joe, just to follow up on the defense, how much of the struggles late were just a byproduct of being on the field for 71 plays and over half the game?
5: Yeah, as a defense, you know, look. We don't decide when or where we go out there. Our jobs to execute when we're on the field. So no excuses on that. Doesn't matter how many plays we play, we have to execute. Ryan Dunleavy, New York Post.
7: Hey, hey Ryan, we can't
8: hear you. We'll try to come back to you. Chris Bisignano. Hey coach, um in the first quarter when you lined up for a punt, it looked like Wiley Dixon was trying to get Corey Ballantyne's attention there. Um Corey was uncovered. What did you see from the sideline?
5: Yeah, it looked like they uh they ended up having eleven on the field. We thought they may have been a man short, but um, you know, look at the tape and talk about the situation, how to address it going forward.
3: Thank you.
10: We'll take one more, Dan Duggan, Yeah, the yeah. athletic. Joe, I mean, does this feel like a missed opportunity? Because obviously with where the division's at and the fact that, you know, you had this game, you know, sort of in hand late.
5: I mean, at this point, our focus is taking all the stuff that we've done already in this, this first chunk of the season, Dan. we got a long week right now leading into Tampa. And, look, our job is to go ahead and make the adjustments and make sure we improve as a team. So every game's an opportunity we got to maximize all of them.
3: One one more question, Joe, if I could. You know, you're obviously familiar with the Eagles and the Giants rivalry. There's been a lot of a lot of heartbreaking losses from the Gi- by the Giants to, to this team. Um, you know, what what do you say to fans who 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 want to compare this to Pizarro and Matt Dodge and and everything else?
5: Look, we're gonna work hard for you guys. I promise you that. You know, I have nothing I can say right now. It's gonna make them feel better about how the game turned out. We're not gonna make any excuses of the fans you know, we want to be out there and put a product on the field that the fans are proud of. Our guys are working that our players, you know, embrace the city. This is where we live now. This is our home. We want to make sure we represent this place the right way. You know, we're putting together a foundation for a team that we hope that lasts and we play the right type of football for a long time. So we've got a culture being built right now that's moving in the right direction. We got a lot of good football being played. Obviously we've got to clean up a lot of things. We've eliminate some mistakes and maximize our opportunities. Like I've said earlier, but in terms of to the fans, I'm not gonna ask to be patient. That's not your job to be patient. Your job is to go ahead and be entertained by us and what we put on the field. So it's our job to go out there and work and improve and give you something to cheer about on Sundays or a Thursday night, whenever it comes up. So look, we're gonna keep working hard for the fans. Thanks coach, you're all set.
1: All right. All right, so that was head coach Joe Judge addressing the media following the Giants 22-21 loss to the Eagles. Clearly, he talked about the penalties, nine penalties for 62 yards, three turnovers for the Giants, including one that ended the game, Brandon Graham, the strip sack, Vinnie Curry, the recovery, as the Giants were up 21-10 in this game, but then the Eagles scoring 11 unanswered points to close up shop as the Eagles walk away with the one-point victory. They improved to 2-4-1. and The Giants fall to 1-6. We'll step aside come back continue to react to this contest as well as get in your calls at 877-337-6666 we'll be back right after this
0: you're listening to mercedes-benz giants extra point on the wfan giants radio network driven by the hess toy truck
1: Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point alongside Jeff Eagles and Paul DeTino, Lance Metal with you as we are recapping the Giants 22-21 loss to the Eagles as the Giants now have lost eight straight to Philadelphia, seven in a row in the city of brotherly love. Let's reopen up the phone lines at 877-337-6666 and we check in with Max in North Haven. Max, welcome aboard. What do you have for us?
4: Hey, guys, thank you very much for taking my call. I, I just want to make the point that, I, I, I mean, I am a, a diehard New York Knicks fan, and I honestly believe that being a Giants fan at this point might be more painful. But, you know, the easy thing to blame is the Evan Ingram catch, or not catch, should I say, at the end of the game. And obviously, he deserves all the criticism in the world for that. But those were two times where the Carson Wentz marched down the field against the Giants defense. Two times they had an opportunity to take, make a stop, and win this game. And I just think that this team is now 1-6. and six. They were a two-point conversion away from being 0-7 essentially right now. The worst record the past three years in the NFL. I mean, we can point to Evan Ingram's catch all we want. And like I said, he deserves all the criticism in the world. But the bottom line is this team is not good. I have never missed a Giants game for as long as I can remember. And I have just seen going back to that 2015 season where they had all those leads with 90 seconds left in the game and they blew it. You know, we saw it against the Eagles a couple of years ago with the, in 2017 with the 61 yard field goal. We remember Graham Gano doing it against the Giants. Now he is a member of the Giants, but bottom line is this team really has an opportunity to be. Oh, and seven. And like I mentioned, it just seems like it's, the, the roster and the talent—it's just I don't know when the Giants. If it wasn't for the fact that this division is so bad, we would be talking about whether or not they're tanking. They're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Thank you guys. I'll hang up and listen.
1: All right, Max, appreciate the phone call. I certainly am not going to get into a draft analysis this early in the season, I will tell you that. So there's no (laughs) point of even going down that road and speculating. In terms of the caller's point, and by the way, real quickly, I would not compare the Knicks to the Giants fan base. Last time I checked, the Giants won two Super Bowls in recent history. The Knicks, the last time I checked, haven't won since the 1970s. So I really don't think they're anywhere on the same equation there. But in all seriousness, getting back to the last point, Jeff, the makeup of that team in 2015, which the caller alluded to, yes, they had a lot of those nail biting, heartbreaking losses. The bottom line is the entire roster has turned around. So, you know, the entire coaching staff's different and the bulk of the roster is different now. So I don't want to hear anything about the mindset has simply just carried over.
2: Yeah, I, I think that you know I understand the frustration from the fan base, and and listen, you know we're all eagle, we're all Giants fans around here too, and we like to, you know, we obviously work for the team, and we we try to analyze what's going on and stuff, and it's it's hard to be patient sometimes, and uh, you know Joe Judge said you know the, he doesn't ask for the. The fan base to be patient that you know that 's not their job. The job is for these coaches and organization to put players on the field and and get them to win championships and even win close games like this so I think it's it, it takes time and and you know these are all learning experiences for these guys, but you know at some point in time the the buck has to stop somewhere and I feel like you know the leadership on this team and a, a caller brought or actually one of the uh, one of the reporters brought up the point that where you had a lot of those penalties were for, from guys that you that you really you really rely on not to make those types of plays. So I think you got to scratch your head sometimes with those. But this is a team that is building. I think there are some positives to take out of these games. Um, But right now, it's, it's very frustrating for the fans, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, you had a penalty on James Bradbury. You had a penalty on Logan Ryan. Evan Ingram, we mentioned, had the drop catch. Although you did have Ryan Lewis, Corey Ballantyne, Madre Harper, Also Mm -hmm. have three critical penalties. And all those guys are young, unproven players in the NFL. But
2: two, two, you know, so we're going to criticize for the penalties, and we should. But we also have to take a look at the plays that Logan Ryan and, and Bradbury are making for your team. So, you know, they are making some good plays. And, and some of this young defensive line is really playing well. I mean, they are getting, they're getting after the quarterback. Um, you know, they're just, they're just these chunk plays that, that came up today is I don't know where they came from. I mean, we had a Fact or fiction over under segment today. And one of the questions was about big plays. And, you know, I think that. You looked at the number of big plays that this Eagles team had coming into this game. Uh, They had 18 uh, passes of over 20 yards. We didn't even count the 10 yards in there. That was 18 passes over 20 yards coming into this game. And I think it was eight or nine big runs of 20 yards or more. So this team was capable of making big plays on you. And again, the Giants did not address that at all. They just, these chunk plays killed you today.
0: Well, how about the 40-yarder by Fulcrum late in the third quarter? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's another one there, you know, and, and he's he's running a go route. Jabril Peppers is is got pretty good coverage. He's right in the vicinity.
2: Yeah, but just lost, you know he Lost himself where he was. Yeah, that's
0: it. That's it. And it go and it goes for 40 yards. You know, I mean, if, if that's a 10 yard mistake, it doesn't hurt as much. But when it's a 40 yard mistake, now you're bleeding heavily. It's, 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 a, it's, it's bad when, when, when it, when it costs you that much, when the other team is able to gain that much of
2: an advantage over one of your mistakes, it becomes very, very painful. The other thing too, Paul and, and, and Lance, you know, we talk about turnovers and, you know, they, they had three of them today, again, three turnovers for uh, against a team that really had more turnovers than they did coming into the seat, into the game. So, you know that's something that you look at defensively where you didn't get the job done. You you had one takeaway on a on an interception, but um, you know a team that was sacked 21 times on the season and gave away however many it is. Lance was it 12, I believe, that gave away on the season. Yeah, two a game coming coming into this, and for the Giants you only get one takeaway. Um, I don't know how many sacks there were, but you thought there would be a little bit more production in those two categories. Yeah,
1: they wound up with three sacks. Well, you'd also figure that that would have translated to points, I think is your bigger point there, Jeff. That's the big thing in terms of making sure that you can capitalize, especially considering how the Eagles have been plagued by turnovers. This was a minus seven turnover differential team that was tied for second to last in the NFL. When they make mistakes, you have to say thank you very much. Unfortunately, the Giants couldn't do that consistently throughout the game. Let's head back to the lines. We changed. Check in with Nick in North Bergen, New Jersey. What's happening, Nick?
6: You want to talk about a hex ball? You know what the Giants did? This lost organization, the laughing stock of the NFL. The first day they drafted Daniel Jones, they posted a picture on Instagram with number 17 on his jersey. And they took it down the next day because they knew, oops, we made a mistake, Dave Brown. But anyway, this team is so bad. This franchise has become... The Browns times 10. They can never make a stop when the game is on the line. They they can never score when the game is on the line. Daniel Jones, even with Ingram's drop, he's got 40 seconds. He needs to go 40 yards, kick a field goal, win the game. How many times uh, has a team done that to the Giants in the last five years? Maybe 20 times, right? They can't do it. They cannot do it. Nick, do you know how many times
1: the Cleveland Browns have made the playoffs since 1995? Can you tell me that? Okay, whatever. I'm just using that. Well, what do you mean, whatever? State? No, listen, I, I understand you're emotional. I get it. I understand your passion. But the last two callers, yourself included, we heard Nick's comparisons. We heard Cleveland Browns comparisons. Let's not lose <laughs> our right. minds okay, tonight, so okay? okay? Then, Let's provide some perspective well, here. Cleveland's teams. made then the playoffs the one time then. since 1995. One time. And so they are the worst franchise. They're not the
6: Cleveland Browns. They're the New York Giants then. You know what I mean? What do you want, what do you want me to say? I mean, they're, they're just bad. It's just bad and I'm sick of it. I'm sick and I'm sick of Joe Juggs sounding robotic. Oh, I gotta look at the tape, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this. You know what I mean? No one wants to hear that. At least Carlton had a little personality. You'd get pissed up there. You know, name I mean? you feel for the guy. He would show some emotion. It's like a, he's like a robot up there. Oh yeah, I gotta look at the tape, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Fan base, blah, blah, blah. I mean, come on. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it.
1: Hi right, Nick, it. appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much. As we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point with the Giants falling to the Eagles 22-21. to We will step aside when we come back. Evan Ingram spoke to the media. We'll hear what he had to say. A big drop on a third and six late in the fourth quarter when it looked like the Giants had an opportunity to wrap up that game as they had jumped out to a 21-10 lead. But it was the Eagles that scored two late touchdowns. Carson Wentz to Boston Scott from 18 yards out, proving to be the game-winning score as the Giants now 1-6 and six on the season, the Eagles 2-4-1. and one. Plenty more coming up. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul Dottino with you as we're recapping The Giants' 22-21 loss to the Eagles as Philadelphia scored with under two minutes to go. Carson Wentz connecting with Boston Scott for what proved to be the game-winning touchdown. We talked about Evan Ingram and the drop on third and six late in the fourth quarter. Well, he also spoke to the media, and Evan Ingram addressing the reporters is brought to you by MetLife. Help MetLife celebrate the incredible workforce of the tri-state area. Submit your design idea for two-story high murals being installed at MetLife Stadium. Go to Giants.com. MetLife to submit your designs today. Here is Evan Ingram with the media.
7: Hey Evan, what's going on, man? What's up? Take us through that uh play uh with like a little over 2 minutes left. What you saw and, and what you, what you think happened on that play?
10: Yeah, um got got the look we wanted. Third down. Um, got man look, a one on the inside fade. Um DJ threw a, a great ball just didn't didn't finish the play.
7: Is that a play you expect to make or you think you 100%. should have made? Yeah, 100%. I got I to gotta make that.
10: Matt Lombardo,
3: fan side yeah. it. Hey, Evan. Um, what's the frustration level between that play at the end of the game and then the interception where the ball kind of bounced off your hands? Just how frustrated is it that things like this keep happening and just where are you at right now?
10: Yeah, um, it's tough, you know. Um, don't want to be on the on the short end of, of a turnover, um, and uh, I got to be better with mechanics and small things. And um, it sucks, uh, sucky feeling right now. Um, but just got to get back to work and correct those things.
8: Zach Rosenblatt, NJ.com. what what is going through your head, kind of after that 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 drop at the end, and and how 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 like what's your mindset going after that? Because the game was still going on after that, obviously. But what was going through your head when that happened?
10: Yeah, obviously, um, it it sucked not making that play. Uh, we had a defense out on the field, um, ready whether they they get the stop or if the the Eagles score, uh, we we're going to get the ball back. So um, I was staying in the game, um, being ready for whatever. But um, obviously, um, it's frustrating um, and uh, it, it was it's not a good feeling um, not making that play and and possibly putting the game on ice.
8: And what is the mood of this team right now? Obviously, you got you guys are up twenty-one to ten going in the fourth quarter. You're one and six. Obviously, don't want to lose, but what's kind of the mood of the team coming out of this?
10: Um, it's just a just a suck, sucky feeling. Really sucks right now. Thanks.
3: Bruce Beck. Uh,
2: hey Doug. Uh,
3: looks like you were clicking early
0: with tempo, uh, and then things slow. Look- Evan, is this loss a little bit different because? You
9: were right there as a ball club and and you had your chances tonight. Do you feel like you let one get away?
10: Yeah, we definitely uh, definitely let one get away. Um, just not a good feeling. Uh, we were we were up. we played a great fourth quarter um, and at the end just didn't finish. Ryan Dunleavy New York
8: Post. Evan, I'm not sure if you've been part of all three or you were injured for some, but that's three years in a row. The Giants have had a eleven point lead, a fourteen point lead, and a sixteen point lead here and lost. Uh, I'm wondering if that at any point becomes psychological, the eight in a row against the Eagles, that, you know, they obviously seem to have your number.
10: Yeah. Um it's it's a division rival. Um it definitely uh that streak is is too long. Um, and we are close to get what excuse me, getting one today. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, uh, we're not really worried about the past, but um, today was one that um, we had and just didn't finish. We'll take one more. Dan Duggan, the athletic. I hey, have an actually kind of the same question as Ryan. What do you think it is? Why do you think you have been able to get over the, get over the hump against these guys really in your career? Uh, just stuff like tonight, um, not finishing. Uh, it, when you have a lead like that and... Um, In the fourth quarter, um, towards the end of the game, you have a a cushion like that and don't finish. It's just not finishing.
1: So that was Giants tight end Evan Ingram meeting with the media following the Giants' 22-21 loss to the Eagles. He finished with six catches for 46 yards, but all eyes are going to turn to that third and sixth play late in the fourth quarter in which the Giants had an opportunity to perhaps close the door on the Eagles and wrap up the game as they were up 21-16 21-16 to 16 at that point. The Giants Power Report brought to you by PSENG. Committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground tonight, the Giants ran 22 times for 160 yards. So that certainly jumps off the page over seven yards per carry. Clearly, they were aided by the big 80-yard run by Daniel Jones. Unfortunately, the turf monster tripped him up. He wasn't able to run it in. The Giants ultimately scored a touchdown. Anyway, Jones was the leading rusher with four runs for 92 yards. So this is now the second straight game in which the Giants have run for at least 132 yards the third time in the last four contests. But unfortunately, it did not translate to a W. We have plenty more coming up here on mercedes Ben's Giants extra point. We'll get into the red zone struggles for the Eagles and how it looked like that may have been a turning point for the Giants, as well as where the Giants go from this point on as they will get set to turn their attention to hosting Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a week from this coming Monday. Stay tuned for that as we move along here. We'll be back right after this. As that is what is happening around the NFL landscape, we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fegels, Paul Dottino with you here, recapping the Giants' 22-21 loss to the Eagles in Philadelphia as the Giants now 1-6 on the season. We heard from Evan Ingram. Daniel Jones also spoke to the media, and his interview brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the Giants. Let's hear from the Giants' starting quarterback.
8: Hey, Daniel, you guys obviously came out of the last game pretty optimistic. You won the game this one. You're up 21 to 10 in the fourth quarter. And so I, so I guess in your head, just what kind of happened here? And, and what's kind of the emotion of this team come, coming out of a loss like this where you could have had a chance to win this?
9: Uh, yeah, it's a, a tough one for us to swallow for sure. Um, you know, but... Um, you know, we gotta gotta find a way to finish games. Uh, you know, on offense, we had the ball there, and we gotta sustain a drive and and uh, you know finish with the ball. So, um, you know, there's a lot of plays in the game, and we'll go back and look at the tape and make sure we're uh, we're moving forward and we're improving as a team. Bruce
10: Beck, NBC.
9: Daniel, where do you go from here, and what's your message to your teammates? Yeah, I think the you know, the message is, is the same. We've got to continue to uh, look at ourselves. We've got to be critical of ourselves and, and improve every week. You know, I think we've, we've done that. I think the team that's, uh, you know, playing now is a much different team than uh, the one that started the season. We haven't gotten the results as consistently as, uh, you know, we expect and, um, you know, we've got to keep improving and and keep, uh, keep pushing it forward, keep progressing as a team. And I think that's, uh, you know that's got to be our mindset. That's the only way we're gonna we're gonna get better. So I'm confident we have the guys to do it, um, and uh, we just gotta gotta stay at it. And, and Daniel, what happened at the end of the run where you went uh, 80 yards? Uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I just tried to run faster than I was running, and and uh, got caught up. So uh, we finished the drive, scored a touchdown. So that was a
10: relief. Uh, to me, for sure. Dan Duggan, the athletic. Uh, Daniel, what did you see on that third down throw to Evan All right before the two minute warning? Um,
9: just a uh, a pressure look and uh, try to get the ball in my hands. I dropped out, so I got to do a better job with that. We'll go back and look at the tape and uh,
10: continue to to learn and, and improve. I mean, I know you're not gonna, you know, throw them under the bus, but how tough is it just not to execute in that situation?
9: Uh, yeah, you know, we have all got to do a do a better job executing those situations, and um, you know, the balls in balls in my hand, and and you know, I've got to do a better job uh,
7: with those situations.
8: Jordan Renaud, ESPN.
7: Hey, Diego. What do you say to Evan after a play like that?
9: Uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, I've got to do a better job, uh, you know, putting the ball, uh, in a better position and, and, you know, the look is, uh, a specific one. So I've got to do a better job recognizing that. And, you know, we'll, we'll look at the tape and, and, uh, you know, continue to, to work on it and improve.
7: And overall for him, I mean, his numbers are down it, it seems like it's been a, a rough year for him. Why, why do you, why do you think that's been, that it hasn't clicked? Um,
9: you know, I think, um, you know, teams are certainly aware of, of what he can do and what he brings to the table uh, as a tight end and, you know, with his athletic ability. But, um, you know, I've got to do a better job finding those matchups. And, and um, you know, we, we all got to do a better job. We'll continue to, to look at it and learn from it and, and uh, keep moving forward. We have time for
8: three more. Pat Leonard, Daily News. Hey, Daniel, when you threw that touchdown pass to Sterling, did you think you guys had this game? Like when you when you connect there and you guys kind of put yourselves up 11 there, I mean, did it feel like you had control? Did it feel like you finally were going to, you know, beat Philly, beat one of these division powers here and do it? Um,
9: you know, I think that was a, an important drive for us at that, at that point in the game. But, um, you know, I think, you know, all these games are 60-minute games and and we understand that. So, um, you know, we, we knew that, um, you know, there was, there was more football to be played and, and we had to we had to be ready. So, um, yeah, these, these are hard-fought game, hard games and 60-minute games. So, um, you know, we knew there was going to
3: be more football. Matt Lombardo, fan-sided. Hey, Daniel. Just overall, what's the disappointment factor when you guys have the ball just, you know, beyond the two-minute warning and you can't salt out the win? Like, what, what's the mood in the, of the team and the offense coming off of something like that?
9: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely disappointing, you know, to, um, you know, to lose these these close games and, um, you know, we battled and, and, you know, just not get the result is is certainly disappointing. But, um, you know, you know, we've said that we can't let that disappointment, uh, you know, turn into discouragement or, or let that, um, you know, let that affect how we prepare and how we how we come back and, um, you know, how we improve as a team going forward. You know, I think, um, you know, we've, we've got to learn from it. We've got to use it to, to motivate us, but but to not let it uh, discourage us. And, and you know, I'm confident the guys in our locker room, the guys on offense are, um, you know, excited for the opportunity to continue to improve. And, you know, I know our team will, will attack the challenge. Last question. Last question
8: here, Tom Rock Newsday.
3: Daniel, everybody seems remarkably calm for a game that, you know, just squirted away from you in the last six minutes, like, like it did here. Um, is that, is that a good thing? Do you, do you see that as a good thing? Um,
9: you know, I, I don't think, um, you know, I don't think you can mistake the, uh, the calmness for, a, you know, that, that we're not disappointed or, or we're not, uh, you know, frustrated with, with how things are gone. We certainly are when you put it on, put in as much work as we are as we do and we don't get the results we're, we're certainly frustrated, we're certainly disappointed, but, um, you know, I think when you ask about the mood, I think that's, uh, you know, we're, we're in a position where we need to be able to, to bounce back to control our, to control our move and mood and make sure that's productive towards um, towards what we're trying to accomplish and towards what we're trying to, to do as a team. So uh, that's a challenge now and that's where we'll uh, look going forward.
1: So that was Giants quarterback Daniel Jones speaking with the media following the Giants 22-21 loss to the Eagles. A reminder, Giants football brought to you by Verizon, the 5G America's been waiting for only from Verizon. And... Jeff, the reason why this loss is such a killer, it goes without saying because of the manner in which they lost the game. But one of the things we've talked about season in and season out is if you want to stay in the mix to win the division title, if you want to position yourself to win the division title, you have to win these divisional games and you have to win Mm -hmm. usually at least four games. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to look back at this game if you're the Giants and you're going to say, hey, we should be. 2 and 1 in the division right now. And 1 and 2 versus 2 and 1, it may seem small, but you know what? That's the difference between being in the hunt versus being on the outside.
2: Great question. And let's let's even go back a little bit further. Let's go to the Dallas game. Let's go to the yeah. fake field goal. Let's go to the rub route that was called the touchdown back. Those two plays alone cost you the ball game. That's a division win. You get a division win against Washington. You should have won the game today with 6 minutes left in the game. You could be sitting 3 and 0 in the division. I mean, if you really want to look at it. So, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, and, and, and listening to Daniel Jones and some of the questions that the media is asking, um, I've been in these situations before I, where I've been in locker rooms where, you know, you're 0-6 or, you are you know, you're a losing team. Um, and you look around, and if there is a calmness, that would concern me. I would be concerned about that. And, and then to, to have somebody point that out to me, um would as a as a leader in the locker room um yeah i mean do you want guys throwing you know chairs through the wall and things like that maybe (laughs) maybe um but i think at some point in time I, i don't want these guys to think that you know this is just a layup year you know, it's a COVID-19 year. We didn't have preseason. It's a new coaching staff. Nobody expects us to win this and that, and we're just going to cruise on through. Um, I'm not saying that that's what's going on in the locker room, but I I, I think that, you know, sometimes it, you get that impression. But I think some of these players, they do, they do take this seriously. I do take, think that they take it home with them. Um, and don't don't think for a minute that this doesn't affect the guys in the locker room, too. So, yeah.
1: Now, Paul, looking ahead, they are going to have the Eagles in Washington before the bye because we talked about how they were entering a stretch of five divisional games and six games. But before they tackle the division again, they're going to have some time off to regroup here before they have to host Tom Brady and the Bay Buccaneers. And that team is all of a sudden starting to click as they enter the midway point of the season here.
0: Yeah, when you look at the timing of all of this, and we often talk about it's not who you're playing, but when you play them. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think there's any For doubt it. that the Buccaneers have kind of gotten their ship righted a little bit. Uh, we will know a little bit more about exactly where Tampa Bay is after this weekend because, you know, they've, they've got a pretty important game against the Raiders. And, uh, you know, let's just see, you know, how hot, you know, Tom Brady uh, can get his team going. I mean, I, I thought last week they did a lot more of the short stuff in the passing game. And that's more to Brady's liking these days, and always has been, but especially now as he's older, uh, we know that Arians would like to throw the ball a little bit more down the field. But I think he acquiesced to Brady last week, and and it, it paid off for them.
1: And it's going to be another tough defensive front, the likes of Shaq Barrett, who led the NFL in sacks last season, and Dominick mm-hmm. Sue, and then, of course, a familiar name to Giants fans, JPP is going to be going up against his former team. So the challenge, not any easier for the Giants as they now look ahead to week number eight in the NFL. The player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. ELEC 825, building our future. Player of the game is going to go to Wayne Goldman. He provided a nice spark for this Giants offense, especially when Devontae Freeman was removed from the game. Deion Lewis had the fumble. Well, Goldman came in, and his numbers may not jump off the page, but he did score a touchdown to help the Giants build that early lead, unfortunately. They fall short to the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on The Fan in New York. We'll be right back with more postgame coverage, but it is time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score once again, Eagles 22, Giants 21, as the Giants led this game 21-10 late in the fourth quarter before the Eagles scored touchdowns on back-to-back drives. The Giants now 1-2. Six on the season, the Eagles two, four, and one. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.